Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and you are part of the podcast that definitely empowers, exposes, and really helps to elevate your thought processes to another level as a leader. I'm excited because we try to certainly give you the information we know can help bring the leader out of you to see all that God has for your life on a trajectory that is unimaginable, even for your best effort to know that God is doing something powerful and amazing in your life. I want to thank you so much. All of you who continue to support this podcast every single week, know that we don't take it for granted. We appreciate you so much. And it just means a lot to have you connected to us today. We're thankful and it's just a blessing. And I'm thankful for those of you that follow me on social media, Joseph Walker, the number three. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Let me know that this is blessing you. It would mean a lot to hear that from you. And as you share this with other folks who may not be familiar with Next Level Leader, let them know that you're getting uplift and training and so much empowerment from this podcast. I would truly appreciate you doing that for us. And we thank you so much. Listen, it is uh, going to be a tremendous day for you today because we're going to share the cost of greatness. Now, before I get into this, I just want to really help you understand what greatness looks like. I want you to, whatever you're doing, take a look in the mirror. If it's the rearview mirror, whatever it is, if you're in the bathroom, whatever you're doing, I want you to pause and take a look. That is the look of greatness. There is something amazing at work in your life. And when you begin to realize no matter where you are, in the process of achieving your goal, there is greatness on your life. And as a consequence, there is a cost associated with it. There are things in life that inevitably people who have greatness on them will have to experience. And I believe it's important that you and I understand that, first of all, so that we're not taken aback when we realize the cost associated with greatness. Now, there are some people who spend their entire time trying to figure this out. They're trying to, you know, whine about it or they can't produce because of it because they're like, wait a minute. I didn't realize all these things were going to come with this idea of greatness on my life. But when you accept the fact that greatness is on you, you also accept what inevitably comes with the package. I'm going to give you seven things. You know, that's like my number And I'd love to share these with you, but I want to give you seven things that inevitably happens when greatness is on your life, the cost associated with it. And we're going to start with this first word, which I think will make a lot of sense to you. It is the word separation. Now, when you think about that word just for a moment, it often has a negative connotation, separation, a divide. But in essence, how I'm using this word is for you to understand That in order for greatness to be upon your life, there are moments in your life you're going to have to 
disengage from certain places or people that don't have the capacity to go where you're going. It doesn't mean that you are permanently disengaged from them. It just means that a process of separation. I've shared this before, the space shuttle, those two rocket boosters, right? They get the space shuttle to a certain altitude and they fall off. Separation is what they say. We have separation. (laughs) Well, that means that they served their purpose in order for the shuttle to get to orbit. Those rocket boosters had to fall off. It is important that we don't allow things to stay attached to us too long, that we are jeopardizing our mission. And so a part of the separation is recognizing that people come and people go. People come for reasons and some come for seasons. And we have to be willing to distance ourselves from those things that may not be conducive to where we're going. And that's a tough call for some of us because when you are a leader and you have greatness on your life, you are associated by, uh, you know, identified by the people you associate with. And so it is important to know. Now, sometimes what I've discovered is that these relationships will be frustrated and you haven't done anything intentionally to frustrate them. It's just your trajectory causes a level of tension that exposes the insecurities of these folks. And as a consequence, the relationships are strained. People don't call as often as they used to. Certain things begin to happen. And you're like, what's going on? Well, it's just a natural organic separation. It just means that people serve different purposes and roles in your life at different seasons. And so the crew you used to kick it with and do certain things with may not be the crew that you're going to continue to go forward with when greatness is on your life. You're still going to love those folks, but You got to get a new cohort because separation is important. Even in some relationships, you know, there's some people you would, you know, date at one level that you wouldn't even think about dating at the next level because you've separated those expectations. And so I just think it's important to know that this is an inevitable reality. Some people will distance themselves from you because they don't know how to respond to you because it is a lonely Thing when greatness is on your life as a leader and people don't know how to handle you, deal with you, be around you, and they're wrestling through their own issues. And as a consequence, it is just par for the course when you think about this idea of separation. Number two, intimidation comes with territory. It is the cost of greatness. I've shared this, you know, talked about it a little bit earlier in this podcast. I think we were dealing with difficult people and you know, their insecurities. But this idea of intimidation is a big deal because you have to recognize you're in the frame. So you don't always see the picture. So when you show up and all the greatness is on your life, oftentimes the attacks that occur in your life are attacks that are trying to prevent your potentiality from coming forward, which suggests that people see what potentially can happen in you. It's not so much that it's right now, it's what's on you. And you have to realize that there's a level of intimidation that occurs when you walk in a room with your confidence and your swagger and you walk in the room with your portfolio and your body of work, so to speak. People get intimidated and it just comes with the territory. You can't manage other people's emotional environment like that. You just have to continue to be who God has called you to be, not allow that to frustrate you cause you to get off your game here, but intimidation, it just comes with the territory. There are people who will be intimidated by you, who have never met you, never had one conversation with you, 
It's just who you are and what you represent brings a level of intimidation. The greatness upon your life is just the cost you have to pay. Even in your attempt to be friendly, to be relational, sometimes those relationships can be strained because people don't know how to be your friend in a mutually beneficial way. Oftentimes people approach it as, what can I get from this person? It's all these different things that come with greatness on your life. So you have to really understand that when you walk in a space or a room that people often look at you differently and some people handle you differently because they're intimidated. You know, I hear a lot of women say men are intimidated by a successful woman. Well, not all men. That's a general statement, just the men that you met. But fact is, in dating in and of itself is very difficult for people who are gunners, people who are, you know, really strong will, successful A-type people, you know, it intimidates other people because you start hearing things like, what can I do for you? I don't feel like I can provide anything. And you're like, you know, I could do for myself. But the fact is, is that that's intimidation. That's their insecurities coming forth. And you really have to be cognizant of that. And uh, you have to continue to move forth in what you are called to do. Number three is this word isolation. Now, this deals with the idea that a part of greatness, a part of leadership is being able to manage extreme isolation. It comes with the territory. First of all, you're going to have very few friends. And even then, you're not going to talk to those friends all the time. And you're going to find yourself in a place of isolation. Uh, You're going to find yourself having the struggle with the fact that People don't necessarily call to check on you. They call for particular things they need. And so it is lonely because people assume that you're fine, but they don't realize that, you know, you haven't had a healthy friendship or conversation with someone in some time. So isolation comes with the territory. It is it is a part of it. It's a price of greatness. I and mean, you talk to a lot of folks who have experienced greatness on their life and walked in it fully, they'll tell you, that they spend a lot of time alone. And but one of the beautiful things about that I've discovered is that some of the greatest creative things will come out of you in those spaces of isolation. Your relationship with God is strengthened in those places of isolation. So it's in those spaces where you're contemplative and where you're able to get greater revelation, right? While you're in isolation. So don't don't despise it. Don't view it as always a negative thing. But please know that it comes with the territory. And I hear a lot of leaders talk about loneliness and being in a place where nobody gets it or understands them. But you have to know how to make that sharp shift and uh, be willing to use that space as a productive space and not a space that you self-destruct. And so I believe it's important to know that isolation. Now, there are moments I've, I've gone into social events, right? And I've been there and interacted with people and then found myself standing by myself. Remember, it's the intimidation and then it's the isolation. So you're the person sitting over in the corner, often by yourself. People are wondering, should I say something? That's so-and-so and all of this. It's all those different things people are working through in their mind about you. And while everybody else is organically having relationship and conversation, you're struggling trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate these particular spaces. And it is exhausting. And so isolation comes with it. It does. Those nights when you're home alone by yourself and nobody's calling, nobody's checking on you. 
What do you do in those moments? You're going to have to learn how to be creative. And even it manifests even when you're in relationships with people. You can be married or in a relationship and still experience extreme isolation because there is this sense that you don't want to bring work home. And so therefore you internalize your true feelings and how you're dealing with this idea of isolation without making the one you with feel that they're not enough. It has nothing to do with them. It's all about this idea of leadership. It's about who you are and what greatness on your life and that it is a very lonely place. And so, you know, I think that's something we have to deal with as leaders and we have to process that. And, uh, and some people just despise the idea of being alone. We just don't do well with that. And particularly when you think about in the quarantine and, and stay at home and, you know, in a COVID reality, it's even amplified because we are in this space. But I just believe Again, some of the most creative things come from these spaces if you truly, truly put your mind to it. All right. So here is number four. All right. Number four is interrogation. It comes with it. This is when you have the attacks upon your mind. This is when people bring accusations against you. When greatness is in your life, you're going to experience, you know, being talked about, falsely accused. You're going to have all kind of the attacks on your mind. And even while you're listening to this podcast, some of you right now, it took you right to a specific event in your life. You're like, that's why that happened. Because see, you're a target. And the interrogation of your motives, the questioning of your motives and why you do what you do and what it's all about, it just comes with greatness on your life. I tell people all the time, dogs do not bark at parked cars. Whenever you're moving and progressing in a specific direction, that's when you start experiencing this kind of interrogation, which or a series of why questions and why this and why are you doing that? And why do you have to have that? And why all of these why questions, inquiries coming from people again, dealing with their insecurities, you know, people who are dealing with their own set of issues, projecting those upon you. And it's interesting because even the greatness on your life gets expanded and you begin to realize that you're going to touch more than just your local space. You're going to be a powerful leader to be reckoned with. Man, you've got to get ready, man, for like the level of attack, the level of interrogation that comes with that. And I've often wondered how do leaders, and I guess I've learned it as a leader myself, but how do celebrities or leaders deal with that level of scrutiny and interrogation and still produce at a high level? It's when you begin to realize that it comes with the territory. Uh, Jesus said that in this life, you will have persecution. You're going to have it. Be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world, he says, Right. So that's where the peace of God is. That's where having a sense of peace about it, that these things are going to happen. So they're going to scandalize your name. They're going to believe the worst about you. They're going to question your motive. All these things occur simply because there is greatness upon your life. Got it? So it is huge now that you understand the significance of this and that you recognize it just comes with the territory. Jesus Christ with the greatness upon his life is falsely accused. He is interrogated often. The apostle Paul, his greatness upon his life, he is, you know, shipwrecked 
as a prisoner. He's put in prison. Paul has so many different things he can speak to regarding this area as well as you. And I just think it's important to think about your own life and why these things have occurred and stop asking why me and just start saying, what am I to get out of this if it is occurring in my life? All right. Here's number five. It is motivation. Now, we're going to turn the corner now because these are things that I think you can do as a response to those first things I share. Motivation for leadership with greatness on it means that I am self-motivated. I don't necessarily need people every single day to call me and push me and, you know, hey, you got to go. You got to do this. And thank God for true friends that do that. Some of you absolutely needed that to just get back on track. But real leadership, real leadership means that you've got to be willing to be self-motivated. You got to get yourself up every single day ready to go and battle and go and win. And, you know, and that, that's what it takes. It's a winning mindset. It is motivated by success. I'm allergic to failure. I am pushing myself beyond my natural ability in order that I might actually achieve something that's never been achieved before. These are the kinds of things that you think about when you are truly walking in greatness and you are motivated. People look at you and say, every time I see you, you're up and you're moving and you're doing this and you're doing that. It's because I'm motivated by where God is taking me. Once you get a glimpse of where God is taking you, that thing called motivation kicks in big time. Then number six is elevation. It is a specific mindset. I want you to think about elevation as this idea that now I must rise to a level constantly that when you see me, I am constantly in a nose up moving, not in the sense of natural nose up, but in the sense of like a plane that is elevating to a certain altitude that I am pushing through storms in order to get to that altitude. Nothing stops you because there's a level of thrust behind me. And when you know there's greatness on your life, nothing hinders you no negativity, no bad relationship, no one who hurt you. It just comes to a point where you just look at your life and you say to yourself, not only am I motivated for this, but I know how to elevate above everything that is negative and trifling. I am not going to engage in certain conversations, nor am I going to get involved in certain things. Am I going to spend all my day watching foolishness on television i got to elevate my thought processes, elevate my expectations. Listen, man, there's a price to greatness. That's, that's what separates LeBron James from the other folks in the NBA or what separated Mookie Betts from other baseball players. It's the fact that when everybody else goes in, they're still grinding, still working, still pushing, still trying to make things happen. When you operate at that level of greatness, you got to be motivated. You got to be willing to go and you got to get elevated, man, to rise above all the chatter, all the negativity. Just elevate your mindset, elevate your expectations, and you will absolutely accomplish what I believe God has designed for you to accomplish. The final thing is adaptation. Now, this is so important, right? The ability to be flexible, a leader is a cost you're going to have to pay is this idea that you're going to have to know how to adapt to certain situations and still be productive. Think about it. In 
COVID, we had people who did not have this particular skill set of adaptability and did not make it through in terms of leadership, in terms of what they were pushing through. But when you understand your responsibility as a leader and the greatness on you, you can adapt to any situation and still be productive. Paul says it like this, I have learned how to be a base and how to abound, how to be hungry and how to be full. I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in to be content. And he goes on to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What a powerful word on adaptability. I've learned to deal with life in one space. If I've got to reorganize my team, if I've got to you know, revisit my budget, if I've got to shift things around, I have the level of adaptability and flexibility to still make it occur. So this is what it looks like when you are a next level leader. You recognize that there is a cost to greatness. Let me give them to you again. There is separation. I've got to understand inevitably certain things will separate themselves from me and some things I have to separate from. Then there is intimidation. It comes because of who you are and the greatness on your life. And then there's isolation. It is a reality of most leaders that we spend so much time alone by ourselves in contemplation, receiving revelation. And then there is the interrogation, the why are you doing this and how are you going to do that? And people are looking at certain facts and saying it doesn't make sense. That's just interrogation or people who are accusing you of things that there's no way on the planet you could have done. It comes with the territory. And that's why you're not looking for people to do this. You're looking for God for motivation because motivation says that I am self determine. I draw strength from my successes and even lessons from my failures. And I push forth no matter what. And then there's elevation. I rise above every negative thing, all the negative chatter. I don't hear it because I have adaptability. I am moving and shifting and making the necessary adjustments in order that I might be effective. So as a leader, I want to tell you again, there's so much greatness on you, but you have got to walk these things out in their purest form. And I hope that this podcast has helped you understand that all the things that may be coming at you, attacking you, challenging you are only doing it because of the greatness on your life. You would consider yourself incredibly nervous if you were not experiencing this level of attack. You have got to say to yourself, with greatness comes attack, with attack comes development, perspective, and I'm able to become a better person. So I thank you so much. And I hope you continue to achieve what God has laid on your life to achieve. Never give up. Keep pushing. And guess what? You go from greatness to greatness to even more greatness. That's who you are. That's who you shall forever be. I pray God's blessings be upon you. Thank you for tuning in. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. I want to hear from you. Until next time, you be blessed. Thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting with you.